Hi, Verona. Thank you so much for joining us on Black Ink Cinema podcast. For having me, Rachel. You're a talented presenter and comedian, and I'm just glad to have you on the show. Since the lockdown, I found myself catching you on Secret Crush, which is my, <laughs> which is something I won't be able to do if I was working in the office. So for me, it's oh. a win-win. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Thank you for watching. Oh, no, it's, I find it absolutely scary and hilarious all at the same time because yeah. that's, <laughs> um, yeah, no, those people are very brave. How did you um, get the job on Secret Crush? I'm actually an actor. So I'm an actor and I do, you know, I do comedy, um, mainly comedy. Yeah. Um, but with that, it was bonkers how I got it. Well, yeah. bonkers, but it was just, just out of the blue. So it was a request, basically. My agent messaged me, he's like, how does this sound? What do you think? Sounds like fun. Are you up for it? And I was like, are you sure they mean me? Sure? <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, and that was it. So yeah, they just requested me and I went and I'd done it. And it was at first, you know, the first two days or first day, you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you know? But yeah, it was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. Oh my God. As a hopeless romantic, I always want it to work out for them. And then it's like, when it's that very awkward, uh, you can just see by their facial expression that they, they're not on board. It's really heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think um, those that came on are so, so, so brave. And yeah. I am, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would bring someone on TV, but I'm someone that would tell someone straight, you know? I was about to ask you that. Would you tell your crush that you're into them? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been with my partner for 14 years, so, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> and look now, happily ever after, so there's power in that, for sure. Um, have you ever drawn on your own love experiences for your comedy or acting or anything like that? I don't think I've had to, to be honest honest with you, um, but I'm someone that loves love. I love everything, I love everyone, and I love things that make, you know, people happy. Yeah. So, um yeah, maybe just, you know, my experiences in general, but not like my, I had to draw on my experience with my partner. So have you got a worst date story? Most probably with him. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he's so sweet. But like when we first got together, we were a lot younger mm. and um, we... What did we do? We were going, we had a date, like, and I, you know, I was feeling all like, he was like, oh, I'm going to take you for dinner. And I was like, oh, this is nice, you know. And I, and, um, you know, dressed up, feeling all uh, mature and like an adult. And then we got to the restaurant, went to this like Indian restaurant, and um, he started banging, he saw his friend outside the window, and he started going, yo, yo, banging on the window, calling his friend. And I was just like, is this really happening? So, yeah, that was for me really, really embarrassing. Yeah. Like, we've, had, we've had many, Many a wonderful date since then. Oh, awesome. That's good to hear. So what made you get into acting, comedy, stand-up? So <laughs> I always wanted to be a singer. Fabulous. So I've been, I've been in like youth theatre and drama classes and stuff since I was a kid, since about six years old. But I always wanted to be a singer. And I had dreams of like, you know, coming out to the crowd and singing and like, you know, clap, slapping their hands and be, you know, just like being an amazing singer. And then when I got to, um, I think it was, it was actually, I went to the Brit school, but after Brit, mm -hmm. I, I, I had, was having singing, no, actually it was before then, I was having singing lessons, and they told me, you sound like you smoke 50 fags a day, and I was like, wow, I am never going to be a singer, <laughs> yeah, but I realised I couldn't sing. <laughs> My God, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it was, it was all right. I mean, my mum would say as well, just like, <laughs> mother, she'll just shut it down, the dream is dead now. 
Did you, did you look up to as like who your favorite singers or? Oh my goodness. I, I really, really, when I was growing up, looked up to Lauren Hill. She was, uh, don't we all? She this was my little Lauren Hill tribute. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I love it. I'm here for it. It's so beautiful. But yeah, everything about her, her and sister act, her, her husky voice. I know a couple of her songs word for word. Yes. And whenever my, my party trick is, um, and people are like, oh, you're amazing. Can you just, I, can, I can do all the rapping and stuff. Yeah, that's where that really like nice husky voice would come and play then and it would be good. So yes, maybe so. in their opinion, you carry on singing. It's fine. Oh, thank you. Can you sing? <laughs> no, I am. The, the myth is not true. Not all black people can sing. Sing, I know. Especially with hair like that. You know, people are like, oh, she must be able to sing. Yeah, yeah, I look the part, maybe, but don't know. I, I do a very good mime. So, yeah. <laughs> Lip sync. Stick to mime it. <laughs> Lip sync. So, how has it been for you coming out of the pandemic, uh, going back into performing? It's, I'll tell you what, I find it quite um terrifying mm-hmm. i the, the, the beginning of the pandemic i was like freaking out i i i thought there was going to be a zombie apocalypse <laughs> i went and bought i don't know why but i went and bought rope okay i don't know what rope would do i went to shops and just like <laughs> yeah we might need a little bit of that and a little bit of this some candles you know yeah, but, you um, know that's, there's still possibility that that could happen you know yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, since <laughs> you're so true so true but yeah i think i think coming out i, I ended up doing quite a lot of work in the pandemic which was nice oh, um some voiceover stuff from home and whatnot and some other little bits um but coming out yeah i still find it very um terrifying but more so when i've when i've got like big jobs coming up because i'm being tested and stuff and you know you can't go on set if you've got a cold or whatever um, so I'm just like, uh, stay away, stay away. <laughs> think, I think people think, okay, is she all right? Like, or I'm being over the top, but it's just, I don't want to catch it. Yeah, you want to work, you know, you want to do your job. Exactly. So you're just being safe, not to worry. Exactly. And would you like to share with the audience your social media platform? So, I look currently down the camera. <laughs> um, I am, this sounds very pretentious, but on Instagram, it's the Verona Rose or the Verona Rose. The same, <laughs> the same on Twitter as well. Um, and I barely use Facebook. So yeah, Twitter and, Twitter and Instagram at the Verona Rose. Awesome. Thank you. So we're here to celebrate all things black cinema. And you picked a film that I was actually unfamiliar with called Fat Girls with none other than Monique. For those who haven't watched it and unaware, do you want to let people know what it's about? Monique. Oh, I love it. So it's about, um, I feel like it's about somebody finding acceptance within themselves. Um, it's about Monique finding acceptance of her character, um, uh, feeling comfortable within her body and finding love and then realising that, you know, someone will love you just for, you know, because you are who you are yeah. and um, with all your flaws and all. Um, so, yeah, I think that I'd say it's about somebody finding acceptance. Yeah. Or, yeah, accepting themselves. Yeah, which is really important. And as it's not as well known as for Monique's films, what made you choose this one? Other than, let's say, like Precious, for example. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Can I say my favourite line in that film? Do it. You know when she says, Precious, come and finish mummy off. Yeah. I'm so. I think I, I still, to this day, I've only watched that film once because I couldn't. 
I mentally, emotionally, and physically couldn't watch that film more than once because it was very traumatic. I know, but the thing is, is that that's that I've not. I think I've watched it once, and I watched like years and years, maybe like more than ten years ago, maybe or maybe more than seven years ago. Yeah, and it's implanted. Mm-hmm. Precious, come and finish mummy off. That was a. <laughs> That's not funny. It took me a minute to look at Monique in the same way. Like, it just, I was like, you played that a little bit too well. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I chose that film because actually it's the one film it was on d i had this on dvd so i when i so i'm from southampton and when i moved back there after uni i just got myself a flat and it's the one dvd that i had in my flat so my little sister would come and stay with me my cousins would stay and actually they shouldn't have been watching the film i chose (laughs) it because that was the one thing that i you know i was like okay i've got people around we're gonna watch film put this in do you know what i mean that was the one film i had but i also like that it was um tackling issues that mm. um that needed to be tackled yeah but in a comedic way yeah exactly i do love that self-love tackling the self-love and self-destruction at the same time there was that kind of battle and i did like how they uh mirrored that in the film although monique encompasses all things strong black woman what i liked about this is that she was more vulnerable and it showed a lot more of her softer side which is important, isn't it? Because yeah. as you just said, I, th- I feel like that term, I've actually posted something recently about it, strong black woman. Oh, it's, it's just, do you know, it just puts too much pressure on us. Problematic. It really is, yeah, it really is. And it, um, it suggests that we, we can handle anything, doesn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah, it was nice to see that vulnerable side. And I actually rewatched it because, um, you know, I was like, oh, let me remember familiarize myself when I saw that scene where she had that breakdown Mm. I was like oh my goodness when I was watching it back then I didn't realize what was actually going on yeah yeah. it really was it was um heart-wrenching almost wasn't it it was it was it was a very powerful scene um that said a lot to me and like you say you know she encompasses all things strong black women yeah you know what sometimes we have to have a little cry she had a little cry she came back bigger and stronger yeah it's, it's okay to ask for help, to not feel okay to, and I just feel like it's something that we're now as black women, especially are trying to dismantle and break that kind of, I'm, I mean, I'm a strong black woman kind of theory, because also it gives the ideology to other people that we can handle and deal with everything and anything, and no one should care about our feelings. Then we've, and I, I'm sure you have, and I've personally experienced this a number of times, mm. you know, especially in the industry that we're mm. in, you know, which is um, where my white um, colleagues have, you know, we've been in a situation where, you know, we were both, we were upset, mm. some, something had happened, we were upset in the situation we were in, and everyone decided that my colleagues mm. needed the attention, and I was just like, on my own you know so yeah so it's but they mostly thought oh she's a strong black woman she can handle it it's fine yeah yeah, her her tears don't mean anything they're acid tears and i think that comes with then so much it carries so much heaviness because regardless of what you say or do it will always be perceived as aggressive or in comparison to the other person so you've almost got got to check yourself and make yourself smaller just so you don't come across a certain way it's very tricky but yes 100 percent, i agree so what i loved about this uh rom-com is the fact that they had a fuller figure 
lady who was the leading lady would you like to see more diverse figure shapes like as leading ladies i feel like 100 percent. we're trying but it's very slow <laughs> yeah, it's happening but slow and mostly more so in america it's happening because you know let's be honest yes it, we're, it's completely different here to you know our, our struggles and our um, achievements are completely different um here than they are in america so yeah i definitely would love to i mean i've got humongous breasts and tiny Absolutely. at the bottom yeah. yeah you know so i feel i feel like in the past that's really made it difficult for me to get work because they're like hmm yeah because you know like i've got a weird weird figure you know so i feel like that's got i've been i've been to auditions or i've booked a job and they'll be like oh can we chuck a jumper on her can we do this can we do you know what i mean yeah so it would be nice to just you and know, that's just your body that is literally how you were born it's like <laughs> you do wow okay too many cheeseburgers and it just went <laughs> it just went to the boots yeah. <laughs> no you know and it's funny that people will go and and pay for those but this is a problem that you're having to deal with and yeah. hindrance a little yeah. bit I feel like it's changed now, though. It's not yeah. been as much of a problem. Mm. Um, yeah, but... Um, and maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was my thing, you know, as an actor, where I'm like, oh, I'm not looking... Jokes because I've got a massive gap in my teeth and I've got big boobs, you know? But when someone says to you, let's chuck a jumper on. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Um, that's quite tough. And I'm sorry, that's not a nice experience for anyone to go through. Um, so the film is written and directed by Niget Like, who is a female director. Do you think men and women have inherently different comedic perspectives? And do you think it would have been told differently had it been written and directed by a man? A really interesting question. Um, I'd imagine so. I'd, I'd imagine so. But I, I mean, I watched it, re-watched it, and I felt very uncomfortable with like certain things that were happening but yeah. i didn't realize it was written and directed by a female so actually that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable if that <laughs> makes sense. um but yeah i'm someone that i don't like to say oh you know if a man did this or if yeah. like that or did this so for me that's a, it's a difficult question for me to to say yes or no to because i, I don't like to say that um you know homogenously group people and say yeah. yes you know, men would do this, or women would do that, or this colour would do that, or whatever. So, mm. um, yeah, that was a difficult one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I do feel this film was a little bit of ahead of its time as well, like having the fuller figure lady as the leading woman, um, but also the love interest being the Nigerian guy, the men, and which is, it really turns things on its head because, you know, he kind of defies that, stereotype of like the bush african guy and he's more you know well put together he's intelligent he's charming and so i felt like that was quite forward thinking for them like i just feel like that's yes. something we often see um in movies yes i agree and what do you know what um you said you're saying about fuller figured women being the lead mm. to be honest with you wasn't it ahead of its time having women as the lead exactly exactly you know? Yeah, because yeah, because I mean, when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, the film is just all about her." Ah, yeah, her experience and yeah, and then they all, all of them had their own little battles, really, didn't they? Because yeah. her, um, her bestie and her cousin, mm. um, they were all. Yeah, it was quite nice to see that they were they were 
rounded characters, yes. you know, rounded black female characters, and they were all different. Yes, not exactly. the same. We're not all in that one box. Mm-hmm. And they were very layered. Another unique aspect that I do love that they did in this was the kind of like a role reversal of slim shaming, you know. Um, yes. And I just found that absolutely hilarious. You know, I'm African, I've grown up African, and I remember actually being slim shamed when I was younger because I was always just very skinny. And then of course, you know, life catches up with you and then everything falls out. But for a long time, I was very self-conscious about that. And I was just like, wanted to have more of like a curvy body and blah, blah, blah. Um, and now I wish I had that slim body again, but. <laughs> you look very slim. Um, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, I think it's a cultural thing. Cause as I say, I grew up in Southampton, right? It's not until I came to London. I came to London the first time when I was 16 to go to Brit school. It's not until I came to London when I met, because um, I didn't have any black friends in Southampton. There was no, my family were like, in my area, the only black family, right? And the first time I actually had black friends, <laughs> I came to, yeah, I was in London. And um, that was the first time that I'd heard someone that was slim say, oh, I'm trying to put weight on because I'm trying to get an up. Where I grew up, it was, oh my gosh, does my bum look big in this? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You don't want to be, you want to be slim. But it's changed a bit now. Mm-hmm. And my little sister went to school, uh, to uni with um, a lot of, um, a lot more African girls and stuff. But no, sorry, not uni, college in mm-hmm. Southampton because, you know, we've, it, it's more diverse now. Yeah. And she's very, very slim. And she had that same thing with the, the bigger girls saying, oh, well, you're too skinny. too skinny, you've got no bum. And I said to her, listen, by the time you get you start getting into your late twenties and whatnot, everything's gonna start curving out. It's better to grow into your shape and be able to control it. Not that you know, I'm not. This is me. Is me fat shaming anyone, but exactly. you know, control you growing into yourself mm. than than not being able to. Exactly. No, I I, I totally agree, and uh, I wish I'd listened or someone had said that to me. <laughs> Didn't know that life was gonna catch up with me. Um, but yeah, that is one None thing. <laughs> one thing I do like about um, the film it tackles a lot of different aspects in society that I feel we've all had to deal with or deal with on a daily basis so I think they did that quite well comes a lot in doesn't it really yeah and I didn't notice that the first time I watched it but but watching it again I was like they were like okay we want to make sure we make it we make a, a statement about about mm-hmm. um full of figure about slimmer about um in- institutional racism or mm. you know someone do i just felt like they were getting everything Every, yeah even yeah the, loved it even at the end the girls that the slim girl out of the friends is like stuffing her face she's like i'm trying to get me a nigerian guy <laughs> yes get me a nigerian prince <laughs> a prince um which i just found absolutely hilarious um one of my favorite scenes has to be the when they're in the burger join and they're having that yo mama cussing match which is so early 2000s yes, <laughs> yeah your mama. <laughs> when she said about the thing on his lip about the war on your lip and mistaked your lip for your ass crack <laughs> it was a very good cussing match one actor that i recognized in there who's one of my faves is godfrey the comedian no like oh my god this is where He's been. I was like, I hadn't, you know, I just didn't even know he was acting or anything like that. Like, I've only known about him in the last few years or so. And I love him. I love, I just think he's so, he stands strong in himself. Like, he's great. Yeah. Where did you start knowing him from? 
I, don't, I think it was actually just social media content, like just stuff online and, uh, you know, people circulate things and opinions and debates and his, his opinion about things and his very like proudfulness of who he is and black women and waving the flag. And I was just like, oh, this guy's hilarious. And then recently on the um, Tiffany Haddish, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah, they they ready. ready or they're ready. Yeah. yeah well, that's where I saw him, and ah. when I was re rewatching it, I was like, "That looks like that guy." <laughs> and I actually googled to see if it was him, yeah, yeah. and because um, I couldn't work out what I couldn't remember his name, but um, he was really good in the film, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. What did you think of their um, Nigerian accents? Oh my goodness, terrible. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's fun. I never really expect Americans to do like good Nigerian accents anyway. And, um, but I think he's actually Nigerian. So, um, oh, he is. Godfrey's character, his accent was better than Tunde's accent, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely was. Although, because I think that main character, uh, Tunde, is French, I think he is. And so you could hear a little bit of that in there. So that's quite. Strong. Well, he spoke in French, didn't he? Yeah, and he's yeah. done it very well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Monique has been under fire recently, most recently about things that she said, her claims, being like, you know, one of the best comedians or the best comedian and, or successful comedian, should I say. Um, where do you rate her in your comedian? I think she's absolutely incredible. She hasn't... It's it, The thing is... Um, She's been upset that she's not been given a Netflix special, isn't it? Well, I mean, come. they were trying to pay her, I think. So she was basically saying, if you're going to pay Chris Rock this amount, I'm more successful than Chris Rock. So therefore, I should get more. Um, I, I mean, I, I agree with her. Mm. I agree with her. Like, why? She's absolutely incredible. She's, yeah. It's different if she was saying, oh, Dave Chappelle, I should be getting the same amount as Dave Chappelle. But, like, why... I yeah I agree with her I know there was some she posted something else recently mm. was it oh it was terrible actually I don't know if you saw it she posted there was a woman in um did you see it on it gate is it that yeah was and she was I think she was saying that um, we need to do better and you shouldn't come out like that and I mean I really didn't like that yeah so for those people who hadn't seen that clip basically you know quite a few sisters are walking around going Tesco's or whatnot with a bonnet on their hair and Monique felt like that wasn't presentable enough and I just think sometimes like you may have your opinion I don't know why everyone thinks they need to share their opinion first of all um <laughs> but two it's like that's that person like let them live like let them do whatever they uh, want. taking the photo was too far hmm. if she and if she if, even if she just said look women we should you know she decided to type something mm. but taking the photo i think that 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 is a violation of yeah. you yeah. know so many things and posting it on her massive platform mm. and it because you have a because she's famous and has that platform you're now bringing so much attention unwanted attention to this person who didn't ask for it or didn't want it do you know what I mean she was just minding her own business wearing her bonnet like doing her thing and I just think especially when you are this prominent person within our community or within the communities that you should be careful on how you speak about things because it can be yeah. really damning on yeah and I think also um 
yeah i 100 percent agree um i also think that you just don't know what that person was going through that day that person may never have ever stepped out of the house in a bonnet but they needed to do something really quickly because you know you just never know so i just think it, it wasn't very didn't like that monique Mo, monique i didn't like that no, like I mean, no one wants to, you know, if you catch me going to my corner shop, it's it's not red lipstick and lashes, babe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's trackies and a hoodie. So it's, exactly. you know, there's a time and place. So I just think, I think everyone should just, like, I don't know, mind their own business. You know, I'm yeah. just a big believer in that. And yeah. just not disturb. Like, if it doesn't affect you, like, your health <laughs> or personally, let them live, you know. Leave them alone, yes. Yeah. So I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, the Going back to the Netflix special money saga, I think it's really complicated because quite a few other black comedians who, uh, female comedians who said, yes, we too got paid like not even 10% of what, let's say, um, Chris Rock got paid. Or oh, really? They, all, they came out and said, Yes, we do, but Monique's the only one to actually disagree and, you know, make noise about it. Whereas all the others were like, you know, we we just thought we'd rather take it than lose it kind of thing, because when are we going to get this opportunity? And at least hopefully that should help. And Monique's argument is a bit like, when do we say no to that? When do we say no, enough is enough? Like, I've paid my dues, I've done this. And to her, playing devil's advocate... She's won an Oscar, so she's probably thinking, hold on a minute, most actresses or actors, when they win Oscars, their money goes up. Like, why am I having to bargain? And yes. these are my credentials. But then you have the other argument is she's not as popular as that on stand-up like other comedians. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. Although I think I read recently that she did win that case, which is... Which is awesome. I mean, she's, she's, gonna, she's got an effort special coming out. Um, I think it was more about, like, I think she won it on, like, discrimination, like, on those grounds. Oh, I didn't know it was going that far. Yeah, so I think there might be a little cheeky payment <laughs> going out, yeah. The bank's going to be full up. Yeah. The bank's going to be full. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you know what I rate her? I rate her for speaking up, because I think too often we... Yes, yes. Um, here, especially, because, I mean, I've never been... I've been to America, but not, you know, for yeah. wow. acting or yeah work um i think far too often we do there's this thing that we do um maybe as black women um and maybe women mm. um where we're like oh i don't want to rock the boat i don't yeah. want to be the person that i don't want to come across as the the angry black woman i don't want to so do you know what i'm going to settle for that and then next time They'll be like, okay, she she done well then, so we're gonna, well, you know, we we'll increase what she's gonna get next time, or we'll we'll think of her next time because she was she wasn't an issue, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it always goes in in our, our favour, and it doesn't help oh. other people. Mm, exactly, because you're just setting a precedent of being cheaper or getting being allowed to pay, be paid less, um, and then proving yourself. Whereas some other people walk in and don't have to prove themselves don't have to show their worth they are just paid the maximum and the most and you know walking over their chairs did you have any negatives about the film uh, the negatives that i had i think it would be the um the body shaming of the slimmer mm, mm. person because I, I felt like it just was i know we were, they were trying to make a um yeah make a point or saying big bigger women are always um 
uh, made to feel yeah. because of the way they look. But in actual fact, like you said, some slim slim women feel uncomfortable in their bodies, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that and the yeah that maybe for women, like, oh, she looks like a twig. Oh, she, you know, they, they were saying stuff in the language about her. Those kind of things made me feel really uncomfortable. So, um, mm. yeah, I didn't really like that. Mm. I totally agree. I, I always hate it when to praise one, you don't need to put down another. You can just yes. praise something without condemning something else. The opposite. You know, yes. everyone has their preferences. Every everything for me anyway is beautiful and gorgeous. So just be comfortable in your skin and you know, we all can't look the same, we all can't be the same. So it's our individuality that makes us special without sounding very preachy, but yeah. hundred <laughs> no, percent. I, I get you. And actually, I think, because you just said you don't have to put one down to praise one. Mm. That I think if they took that out of the film, yeah. it would have made it so much yeah. nicer, wouldn't it? And better, yeah, because it was just like, yeah, these women are embracing who they are. You know, they've, they've had trials and tribulations, but now, you know, they've overcome. And yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that's the only negative that it felt very linear and very obvious the story it didn't yeah it just you know, played up to all the stereotype i guess it tried to break it um at times so we're gonna go into the quick fire round and i wanted to talk to you about black female talents and so we'll start off with your top three funniest black female lead actors i would definitely say susan wakoma okay I think she's hilarious, like so funny. So I saw her in um, Chewing Gum playing Michaela Cole's sister. I and, and loved that show and I loved her as well in it. She was brilliant. Yeah, for me, I was just like, oh my goodness, she's just so funny. I love her, I love her, I love her. Susan Wakoma. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then obviously Tiffany Haddish, like hello. She's a dream. I love her. Um, and then third oh it's a tough one it's a tough one it's a fight um i'm pretty sure that her name is regina hall yes yes is she the one that goes um i think the film is scary movie and yeah so she's like i got you on camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> regina hall is i find her so funny like just even in interviews i think she is hilarious like there was an interview with her Issa ray when they were doing that little film with marseille and I was just cracking up throughout this. Whole, I don't know if they were acting. I don't know if it was a joke, but I found them hilarious. It was great. Um, what about your favourite best dramatic comedic actor? I'm going to say Monique from Precious. Mm. She yeah. was so convincing in Precious. It was... Yeah, that, that hurt. <laughs> and on that note, uh, what about your best Oscar nominated or winners actresses? Okay, so um, I love, I, I think she's been nominated, she deserves an Oscar. I'm pretty sure she was nominated. Um, Angela Bassett. Amazing. She is so she's underrated. She's never been, she's never won. But is it, I feel like she's so underrated. She is everything she's the queen like i call her mama angela because i just mama. i just look up to her with so much admiration and respect yeah yeah angela oh my goodness yes i would love to work with her like how do you look i don't understand who's why are we aging backwards money honey it's money and cocoa butter <laughs> 
got the cocoa butter just need to up my money okay <laughs> yeah um no yeah i i would agree there there's so many that should have won but haven't won oscars um, um viola davis yes right she she's another I find her performances always so moving, no matter how small or big of a role she's playing. She really hones in on that character and just makes it her own, which is something yeah. I love to watch. She's the best crier. Oh. She does this cry, which I think is just outstanding, where she makes a bit of snot drip down. <laughs> it's just here and it rests here on her lip. And you're like, is it going to go in? Is it going to go? Do you know the, do you know the cry I'm on about? The fences one. Listen, that fences cry, right? I think I had I did a little review on it. And I said, she should have just won an Oscar just from that crying scene. Forget about all the rest of the film. Just from that scene, I felt pain, anger, anguish. And when snot is coming out, that's when you know you're, you're proper crying. Now. You're not even acting now. You're just proper crying. She's crying. Do you know what, though? I have to be honest. Um, um, and... Eh, don't kill me. I've not watched Fences yet. So I, I've seen her do it, that crying a couple of things. Oh, yeah. so you just saw the clip, but you don't know where it's coming no, from. No, 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 no. I've not seen that clip. I've seen her do the cry in other Oh, my God. Films, okay. what I'm saying, and other, other things. Yeah, she, she was in something where her little boy, I can't remember the name of it. I told you this earlier that I'm terrible with names. But she was in something, her little boy was being um, um, sexually abused. Oh, I think... Oh, is that Doubt, I think? Yeah, Doubt. And with Meryl Streep, I think she's in that. And, um, yeah, she her cry is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, just, I, I'm just going to give you homework. Please watch Fences and see that that cry scene. It's Oscar-winning, for sure. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm like accepted, miss. Um, what about your best black female director? Do you know who I? Do you know who I, I really rate? Actually, English director. I think she, she's established, but also up and coming. Um, her name's Claire. She d directed and also, I believe, wrote a film called Shade. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. No, I hadn't hadn't seen it, so I'll definitely check it out. What is it about her that you like her directing style? Uh, yeah, I love her. I just like her style. I feel like she she's a new. Um, almost like a new voice. It's fresh. It's something that we've not really. Um, seen before so yeah i just want to big up claire and um yeah give them more blessings awesome who do you think is like the best female uk comedians uh, best female uk comedians i really really rate tanya Moore. love tanya she's bloody brilliant i think um i mean we're gonna have to say london hughes she's nailing it yeah absolutely nailing it mm -hmm. um and I loved, oh my goodness. Oh, she's not, is she UK? She lives in the UK now, Kima Bob. Okay, okay. I love Kima Bob. She's incredible. So yeah, they're, no, they're, they're my friends. Yeah, no, those are amazing. That's an amazing list. That's awesome. So thank you for doing your quick fire round, by the way. That was great. So going back to the movie, if you had to direct people to YouTube to entice them to watch this film, what clip would it be and why? Mine has to be... The scene where they have a little kiss in the um, their first kiss, and then they start playing two two face song. <laughs> you are my African queen. I was and like, 
this is so like of course they would play this like <laughs> <laughs> i loved it and i used to love that because it just took me back as well because i love that song yes, um, yes but also if you watch closely i don't know what's going on but you know the essays the supporting artists in the background there are two little boys just hovering around like like yes. and i'm like are they supposed to be walking what are they they're just going that. you notice that and watch are they just like what's happening what's going on and people are walking past just looking at them like what, the, what like why are them two just making out in the middle of the road <laughs> yeah um no i i got that as well i would say i do like the fat burger cussing match just because oh, i feel like that highlights the problem of the show like i mean the film in terms of the subject point you know and yeah, yeah. and she i mean she completely roasts him and i'm glad that she wins that um which is amazing and punches him when he goes flying which is yes. great yes he gets his but he gets his karma like it's so unnecessary he can't stand people like that do you know what's interesting what i did notice though because i think when i watched that before i was like oh yeah like like people are going to keep on saying like fat shaming and mm. always saying things but in in reality i've got some friends that are a bit bigger mm. and i've been with them and mm. they've actually been verbally attacked in the same way or people will walk past and just say really disgusting things and i never really just so you know some people say oh i didn't know racism is yeah. a, really a big thing yeah. i genuinely as well didn't realize some of my friends would mm. have, have gone through that and you know some of my friends would say i was sat on a train eating a packet of crisps and someone started filming me or you know so the thing even though it was heightened in the film yeah. those things are real you know it's, it's they they really happen I just don't know how people are raised. You know, I just what like it really baffles me. Like, to I just will never understand it. But Verona, it has been awesome talking to you about Fight Girls, putting me on the film that I had never seen before, and it's very rare that I get put on a film that I haven't seen. So I always there you go. Um, and to see that, like you know, Monique went from this to Precious and winning the Oscar. It's really nice to see that journey. And you can see even in this, she stole the show and her performance was like really good. I agree. Thank you so much for having me. I know, you're welcome. Thank you again for coming on to the Black Ink Cinema podcast.